Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another Conversation in the Cloud. I am joined today by Kale Hiltz, Product and Solutions Marketing Manager for Hyperflex at Cisco, and Brian Everett, Technical Marketing Engineer at Cisco. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, Jake. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Well, you know, I think a lot of people in the industry know about Cisco, but I don't think they know about Cisco Hyperflex and the Intel Select Solution. Kale, do you want to talk a little bit about how Cisco and Intel have partnered together? And Brian, can you talk a little bit about the technical details of what we've done here? Yeah, sure. So I'll start out at a very high level. Cisco and Intel have worked closely together from the start, from the launch of Hyperflex. We work together in the technical details, which I'll let Brian talk about more because he's smarter than I am in that regard. But, you know, we've done a whole lot when it comes to joint engineering, joint partnership as we go through. And we've had a lot of good success stories along the way. And then this Intel Select certification that we've just done, you know, that's kind of the next step in our relationship as far as validating the solutions goes. And aligns with Intel selling priorities as well. So we're really excited about this one. I think it's going to add a lot of good, you know, co-branding and co-marketing opportunities for us specifically. And then, you know, going forward to meet our customers' needs. Yeah. So from my perspective, the beauty of the cooperation between the two companies is, you know, Intel has created a program that defines hyper-converged architectures and requires us to meet a set of performance specifications and prove that our system is highly performant in order to be included as part of the Intel Select Solutions program. So we had to make sure that the systems that we offer out in the field fit within the program that Intel has designed and that the solution meets the key performance indicators that Intel has defined. So we had to go through the steps within our labs to build the systems according to you know the bill of materials that we had provided to Intel run the performance benchmarks, provide all of that data to Intel to show that the systems meet those performance requirements as defined by Intel. You know, the real benefit of that is it shows all of our customers and partners in the field that the system is going to meet all of the performance requirements that you would have for a hyper-converged architecture. So whether it was running a virtual desktop environment or if it was just you know general purpose virtualized servers, or even if it was really high performance systems, applications that have extremely high requirements for low latency transactional systems like databases or email systems. So it really allows us to build a system that shows that we can meet the needs for all of these modern workload requirements in the data center today. You know, Brian, you made some amazing points. And I think one of the things that is so exciting is the collaboration between the two organizations. You know, I saw the performance logs and this was a really great platform overall vis-a-vis the industry. Can we talk a little bit, Kale, about the Cisco Hyperflex platform for the listeners who may be unfamiliar? Yeah, sure. So Hyperflex is our hyper-converged infrastructure solution. It is engineered on our UCS servers, and then we integrate the Hyperflex data platform. And that is a software-defined 
hyperconverged file system that we acquired through our acquisition of SpringPath. When we were first getting into the HCI market, we had looked at partnering with some of the players that were in the market at that time. And to be honest with you, you know, none of them really fit our needs and long-term strategy for where we wanted to go with Hyperflex. And that led us to ultimately acquire SpringPath because of its differentiated file system, the way it distributes the data across all nodes within the cluster. So that is kind of the long story short on Hyperflex, but like I said, built on the UCS platform, it integrates all the goodness of UCS as far as the you know, unified fabric. So we were the first ones to offer an HCI solution with a unified fabric, which when we came to market and largely still to this day, you know, that's one of the biggest headaches when it comes to deploying HCI. And that's something that we took care of right off the bat. Yeah, it's very true. And one of the things that you also took care of right off the bat was building for all Flash and all NVMe models. Brian, can you go into the details there? Because there's a lot of work we've done around Optane together. Sure. So as you mentioned, you know, we designed the file system, you know, right from the get-go so that it would be really a good fit for all Flash systems as far as load leveling across all of the devices. So that was something that we had in mind right from the get-go, right? We didn't want to place too much pressure on individual devices and you know wear them out too quickly. One of the big things that we worked with Intel was partnering with them to deploy the volume management driver so that we could integrate NVMe devices into the system in a way that still allowed you to perform hot swaps or unexpected device removals of NVMe devices across a cluster. If you look at the difference between a traditional NAND-based flash device that's connected to a SAS or SATA controller, you have that controller that functions as an intermediary between the operating system and the CPU and the PCI bus, so that if a device is removed, the controller handles that unexpected removal, or you know perhaps you would get an alert about a failing device and you need to do a hot swap on that device. That controller is there to handle the device removal and then the insertion of the replacement for you. But when you're working with an NVMe device, those devices are directly attached to the PCI bus. And normally in a system, if you remove a PCI device from the chain, you can very quickly end up with a crash. So we had to work with Intel to integrate the volume management device drivers into our platform so that we could use that function that's built into Intel Xeon processors to abstract the NVMe devices from the CPU and the PCI bus so that we could still perform those kinds of hot swaps and surprise device removals that people would expect in a modern server. Well, take advantage of VMD is one of the many design decisions that the Cisco team made that were industry leading. Kale, can you talk a little bit about some of the industry trends that Cisco is seeing? Cisco is such an integral part of leading our industry. Can you talk about where you see the market going here? Yeah, you know, we've seen a big change in the hyperconverged market. You know, you look back 
I'm going to date myself here, but you know, it's going to be what, 10 years, probably maybe going on 15 that, you know, hyperconverged kind of burst on the scene. And when it came out, it was more of a single use, simplifying single workload type of things. You know, VDI was big. It was big in test dev environments and stuff, but as it's grown, you know, it's evolved into this platform that can handle enterprise applications, mission critical applications, because the performance has come up. You know, when you look at it now, there's a big growing trend where everything is distributed. You know, you're seeing kind of the breakdown of these giant monolithical data centers and everything is distributed now across data centers, colos, edge locations, and then you've got all the other cloud integrations as well. So as things expand outwards, when you look at the data center, you know, you've got to optimize those spaces and, you know, HCI is really filling that role right now. But to do so, like I said, it's got to be able to support a wide, wide range of applications. And that's where these performance boosts come in with stuff like Optane, the VMD, you know, everything like that, that we're doing. You know, a little aside, guys, VMD is a project that I worked on very closely with our Intel senior PE, Annie Fung, from its very, very inception. So it's near and dear to my heart that Cisco has taken this design decision and taken it to the next level. So thank you very, very much for that. Beyond that aside, I want to talk about being awarded CRN's 2020 product of the year. That is no small accomplishment. Can you guys elaborate on that? Yeah, happy to. So just as a side note, 2020 is actually the second year in a row that we've won overall winner in the HCI category. So we're really excited about that. Going back to the award itself, you know, this one is big for us because it's different than the other awards that are decided by a group of analysts. When CRN does these awards, the editors at CRN pick their finalists and then send out a survey to over 5,000 solution providers and have them vote on it based on the technology, whether it can solve their customers' problems and customer demand for that product. And like I said, two years in a row, Hyperflex was named overall winner. So that one's big for us because it really reflects the trust and the confidence that our solution provider partners, the channel community has in Hyperflex. You know, Brian, you talked a little bit about, and I want to elaborate now on what it meant to have that baseline of performance so that customers, when they know they select select solutions with Cisco Hyperflex, they're going to get a baseline performance. But our performance logs were a little bit better. And I need you to sort of tell everybody, I mean, you guys, you met or exceeded every target that we had there. So can we talk a little bit about why that's important and the things that Hyperflex does that give it differentiation in the industry? Sure. So I think it's important to point out that, as you mentioned, we do meet all of the performance requirements from the program, but we meet all of those performance requirements without doing any kind of specialized tweaking of the system or disabling of any specific file system functions like deduplication or compression. In fact, in a Hyperflex system, all of those features are always available and actually can't be turned off. So it's important to point that out because we don't have to sacrifice any of the features across the cluster and still maintain that high level of performance. If you look at benchmarking a system like I do all the time, the primary driver of overall system performance is the latency in the system. And as Kale mentioned earlier, we're really dealing with the software-defined 
file system that's distributed across multiple nodes. And so we have to be sending bits of data for all of these IO operations across all of the nodes of the clusters, right? For reads, for writes, and these are all being processed at a software level. And we have to have a highly efficient system in order to meet those performance requirements set by Intel across multiple levels. We have to have a high performance, low latency network. We have to have extremely low latency at the software layer. And then we have to have the benefit of all of that great Intel hardware that's in the servers. Processors with high performance, high clock rates, large numbers of cores, and then Intel provided Optane caching devices and NVMe and all flash drives. So at every level, we have to optimize for latency because just a small increase in latency anywhere along that link of the chain has an overall impact in the performance of the cluster as a whole because we're having to traverse multiple layers for all of these I.O. operations. Now, that's true of any hyper-converged platform. That's not unique just to Cisco HyperFlex. But since we have more control of the overall system, we control the servers themselves, the distributed file system software, the network. We're able to optimize at multiple layers where other vendors may not be able to optimize, say, the network to the same extent that we can because you're reliant on third-party NICs or third-party switches in order to handle those workloads. So that's a big part of what makes the Cisco HyperFlex platform unique and why we're able to meet all of those performance requirements that really open up hyperconverged to run all of those enterprise class workloads across a hyperconverged system where traditionally you might not have looked at HCI for those types of performance requirements. Excellent. Thank you, Brian. So Kale, we talk a little bit about you know what we've built together, but can we go into some of the customer success stories that we're seeing out in the industry? Yeah, we've had a number of different you know success stories across all industries, but I would say the most exciting one over the last year would be our success we've had with the LA Dodgers and what we've done for them to help them be successful and win a world championship. When you look at their use cases, they initially needed something to boost their performance on their baseball analytics programs, you know, aka Moneyball, and the performance of HyperFlex, they were able to accelerate those programs by 13x and cutting down a whole lot of time. Additionally, what's really cool now as we try to emerge from the pandemic is you got to think about what the future of baseball looks like from a fan's perspective within the stadiums. They're going to use their HyperFlex cluster to not only do their baseball analytics programs, but make their stadium smarter. They're going to be using contactless purchasing, contactless everything from tickets to snacks to you name it. And so there's a use case all around it, but you know their whole stadium is going to run on it. And so is their baseball strategy. Well, I can't wait to get into the stadium and have a Dodger dog. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Kale, you know, our listeners always want to learn more. Where's the best place for them to search for more information? The best spot to start, I would say, is going to be just right on Cisco.com. If you go under the data center area, or if you just do a quick web search, you can just search HyperFlex and that will take you to that. There's 
plenty of documentation out there, starting from just solution overviews to deep dive white papers. We also have tools available to prospective customers as well that are looking at it, that want to see ROI type of numbers. If they want to deploy specific workloads, not only do we have you know those in-depth white papers, but we have a bunch of Cisco validated designs, which are truly end-to-end resources for deploying workloads on it. And then we have sizing tools available as well. So there's a whole bunch of stuff out there right on Cisco.com. Brian, can you give us your thoughts into the future? about the industry, where hyperconverged infrastructure is going, and where we're taking the environments that we're both working in every day. So I think we're looking in the future at further optimizations of hyperconverged as a platform across multiple levels, looking at how we can optimize the software distributed file system and also how we can optimize the network transmission between the nodes in order to further reduce that latency that I was talking about. We're also looking, of course, in the future at the possibility of you know, utilizing NVMe over fabrics for storage so that you can have a further diversification of how the platform is built, not necessarily just using rack mount servers with local drives, but perhaps using pools of drives, NVMe devices that are accessible over a fabric that still use a software-defined clustering software that is somewhat abstracted from rack mount servers. Now, perhaps that wouldn't necessarily be hyper-converged in the traditional sense, but I think that in the future, those are the types of deployment strategies that a lot of people are going to be looking at as those types of technologies become more commonplace across the market. And Kale, your thoughts on the future of the industry as well? Yeah, I'll go a little bit higher level up than Brian did. He did a great job talking about the technical side of it. I'll just say, when we look across the board right now, as far as the future of hyperconverged, it really is going to be that modern foundational layer to a hybrid cloud environment. And everything is going to hybrid cloud environments. Cloud strategies can't be a straight line between the data center and a public cloud anymore because there's so many reasons when you talk about edge computing, you talk about a future of work and what that looks like and being able to support a workforce that still is going to be remote. So you're going to have regional data centers, you're going to have micro data centers. And Hyperconverged is a perfect platform for that because it gives you that platform consistency, unified management across a distributed environment. And so, you know, you're going to see a big movement in that as well, because it's going to consolidate the storage and simplify on-prem a lot across the board. I think you're also going to look at hyperconverged being a major player in edge locations. You know, we're starting to see that now where we have customers deploying them on ships and in mines and factories. And so as we keep going on this trend and seeing a convergence between IT and OT, Hyperconverge is going to be right at the center of that. Well, I couldn't agree more. I think Hyperconverge has made an amazing run and it's been an honor to partner with Cisco as we've built, at least according to CRN for the last two years, the industry's best Hyperconverge platform together. So on behalf of Intel, my name is Jake Smith. And on behalf of my wonderful guests, Kale Hiltz, Product and Solutions Marketing Manager for Hyperflex at Cisco, and Brian Everett, Technical Marketing Engineer at Cisco. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon 
or good night. Yeah.